the belt to the plate. A swing and a miss. And that's the winner. That's the winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals. Smith corks one in the right down the line. It may go. And welcome back to That's a Winner Podcast. I am Ryan. With me is Josh Brown, as always. Uh, the hey, lockout hey. and baseball is back. The lockout is over, and we're back in the, the office. We're back, baby. The, the owners let us back in to actually do another podcast. We're trying it live for the first time on Twitter as we speak, but we're also recording for uh, the normal podcast all over the place. And if you need to follow us on Twitter, it's uh, at That's a Winner Pod. So let's get right into it, Josh. I mean, baseball's back. We have drinks. I'll crack yes. one open. Yeah. High noons. High noons. Ryan's we're celebrating. A, Ryan's not a beer guy. That's yep. okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna shotgun Budweisers, but we're gonna have a drink, have a toast. It has been a long, cold winter. <laughs> but and baseball's we, finally back. And we're super excited. Uh, my voice is a little gone. I'm an Indiana Hoosiers fan. Was watching the Big Ten tournament downtown today in Indianapolis. And it was a great day for me. The Hoosiers won. Oh yeah. Baseball's back. It couldn't get much better, to be honest. I'm super pumped. Um I'm a little irked at the players for a while today and, and yesterday. I think that was part of the narrative that the um, that they wanted, that the owners wanted to put off. But uh, what's your two cents on? I mean, do you think it was an equal deal? Where do you where do you feel that it actually ended up? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a lot. Obviously, we've texted a lot back and forth during this last week. I think probably pretty safe to say, just about everybody, um, you were a little more level headed than than I was. But last week, I think a lot of fans were on the player side because it seemed like the owners were just putting, pushing out this PR stunt to make it look like the players weren't meeting them halfway and all this. And we'd be close to a deal and then it got done. And then for last night, for me, you know, I, I texted you. I was like, I'm just over all this. It's just, it's, I think I got to the point where I was frustrated. What felt like the players were getting a little bit greedy because it seemed like the owners had stepped up where they wanted to be in their numbers at the CBT and all that. And yeah, I think it's a pretty fair deal all the way around, honestly. I mean, you look at the numbers that the players wanted, you know, their goal setting out, they said, was to get the minimum salary raised to what they thought was a fair deal for the young players. And it went from what, five fifteen, five twenty thousand to seven hundred thousand now. And it'll be over seven hundred thousand, you know, next season and it's gonna go up. So good for them, good for the young guys. Yeah, I think that was the best part is obviously for the young guys and the pool. I think the pool money is the most important. Guys like uh, Tyler O'Neill would have made uh, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars more oh, because yeah. of a breakout year. And I think that's the biggest difference to not keep these kids in a cycle where they're making the minimum. And it actually, whenever you do well, you actually get rewarded for it. I think that's the biggest miss uh, mi- mistake that they've made in the past. To me, where the biggest miss that is missing from the CBA, the new one, is a floor. Right. That without that, you know. All the owners kept on wanting to put in the the ceiling, the the luxury tax. We'll call it luxury tax, but it's it's a cap. Yeah, and a soft cap. It's a it's a cap with another cap and another cap, and then the Cohen tax tax cap on top of that. But in, in actuality, 
what we haven't done is fixed the competitive balance of baseball. So um, we talk about like the Pirates. I think they they spent sixty five million last year total. Yeah, total, yeah. So crazy. So we haven't fixed the tanking part. Now we have with the the lottery on the bottom half. Uh, but this isn't NBA where the number one pick changes your team. No, it, it can. You know, we've seen that in obviously in past, but those are once in a generation type players. So I think that was a big miss, but I don't even think the players even even thought about it or even broached it because they were it was so far apart. We never really got to talk about baseball. It was all about the money. Yeah, it was. And and you know with the draft, I mean the, the, these number one. It's not like NBA where it almost seems like the number one, number two pick. It's like usually you know they're going to be great, right? There's a pretty good odds that they're going to be great. Baseball, it's not always that black and white on the number one pick. And it's not always a given that they're going to turn out to be some superstar, you know, at all. So, but I do think the draft lottery thing is good. They got that to six picks. So that'll help maybe. Um, I'm just reading some of the the things here on the deal. Amateur draft at 20 rounds. I know another big thing, players can only be optioned five times per year now. So they're trying to eliminate kind of what you saw with Chris Bryant, right? Some of these star players that they're, kind of keeping shoved down in the minors for a little while longer to control their service time. But that's another big thing, too. Um, I believe what they came down with was either, I know for sure it's the Rookie of the Year winner gets a year of service time. That's a pretty big deal. You're going to have these younger guys going to be a lot more motivated to, to like win Rookie of the Year. You know, Tyler O'Neill getting MVP vote. You know, being in the top eight of MVP, like that's gonna that stuff's going to matter now for these young guys. So great for them. That I mean, I think that is who won this draft are the young people or the young guys. I mean, that's the difference. I mean, but that was the big difference they talked about anyways was the top of the money was the biggest it's ever been. You know, Max Scherzer right. type. And the bottom is just kind of staying at the bottom. And they're trying to weed these contracts so low and keep them for such a long time at the lowest amount. Uh, that's where the difference hangs. And so I think Tyler O'Neill is one of the guys that, it stands to make more money, and that's who it's there to help, I guess, right? I mean, yeah. these young guys. But, you know, you talked about all these, the draft pick part. I don't think it's a big deal. There's a lot of this that I didn't think was a big deal. The international draft part, the all those things I think they were fighting over that weren't that big of a deal. Even the luxury the qualifying tax. offer. Like, who cares right. if that's still there? But even the luxury tax, we're talking about, they were, you know, millions of dollars apart on it, but only a handful of teams even reached that number. And right. it's not even that big of a deal. Now well, I saw that was, at, that was at 210 before now it's at 230 and even before then even now I mean you're only going to have like the Dodgers the Yankees are in that upper echelon going over that high. Right, but like who still wins games? Tampa right. Bay. Yep. Right? Tampa Bay's been good for how many years? The Marlins even won two World Series when spending the least amount of money. Yep. The Cardinals always spend 160 to 180 over the last 10 years. But the Braves were at like 178, yeah. 180 something. It's not year? even that big of a deal, but you saw, I don't know, I yeah, I'm sure you saw, but the Mets players were scoffing at some of those tax things because yeah. they wanted Cohen to be able to spend as much money as he wants. As if that would stop him anyway. Right, an extra $60 million. And then <laughs> yeah. the the picture of the the piece of art that he, he bought for $140 million, yeah. whatever that was, that he's, sculpture. He's not worried he about care. any luxury tax. He wants to win, and that's all that matters. Yeah. And, and and he's going to have to pay $60 million. Now, what I don't know, does that $60 million, like say that luxury tax, does it go back to the other teams, or how does that work? Do we know? I have no idea. Yeah. They, they didn't really make you, that clear. You I know he no, just makes the money? Yeah, I guess. Rob Manfred pockets it and does whatever he wants with it, right? Yeah. But kudos, I will say, kudos to the players. They said they wanted to get the younger players, you know, minimum salary raised. I'm looking at it here over the next five years. This year it'll be 700000 
720 in 2023, 740, 760, 780 by year five. So, I mean, they got it, it, it. They wanted fair market value for them based on you know rates and increases and all that stuff, and it looks like they got that. So, well, they did, but it still makes them the least paid professionals compared to yeah other professional sports. Even hockey, I think hockey's minimum is like 710 or 725. Ouch, something like that, right? But I mean, they're less players, obviously, than than hockey, but football's higher. Football, right. I, um, you know, so I don't know. But I don't think hockey and, and football, they don't have arbitration hearings like baseball, I don't think, right? So No, there's different rules there. But so, I mean, the money's guaranteed, money's guaranteed in baseball, and it's right. not guaranteed in any, anything else. Right, and so 700000 starting out. I think you talk to a lot of these guys, you know, Bader coming up after his first year in the minors after a while. I'm sure he's going to love to have 700000 And then you have a great season like O'Neill just did, Bader just did. You have a great season. You get to go to arbitration hearing. I mean, Tyler O'Neill's going to – so that's another big part of this, right? So now we've got the free agency frenzy that's going to start happening tonight. But also you've got all these arbitration hearings that are going to start happening March 22nd. And those are actually going to go on during the season, which has never happened before. Right. So that's going to be weird. But you know, for the Cardinals specifically, that's, that's guys Tyler O'Neill, Jack Flaherty again. Harrison Bader and O'Neill and Bader are due for some pretty big raises, I would imagine. I mean, O'Neill, I could easily see in that four to six million range, if not more, for this year. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. In the uh, Bill DeWitt, the DeWitts in general, they don't want to spend the money. Um, but now there's all this cap space. I'm going to call it cap space. It's right. it's a it's a cap now. I mean, it was before, but it's even stronger than ever before. They have all this room, so. Uh, like I've always said, and I've said many times, even as this started, I'm not feeling sorry for sorry for billionaires. No. I'm not not going to. If and we're not going to listen that baseball's not profitable. Right? right? Come on. We just saw yesterday what the uh, hundred million, hundred million. But the the Chicago Cubs owners, right? Yeah. I saw Cubs fans are all pissed off about this because they're something else. Or yeah, they're wanting to buy one of the the local uh, soccer teams or something. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, their baseball's not profitable. Problem. They're hemorrhaging money. Yeah, right. Like, come if, on. If Bill Dewitt. Junior, what is he? Third, junior, what is he? The junior, third is the younger yeah. one. Ju- the junior bought the Cardinals in the nineties for one hundred and forty-nine million dollars, something like that. Yeah, and it's worth billions. It's now. worth f- over four billion. Yeah. If it wasn't profitable, he would he would sell it because he would make four billion dollars. Exactly. But he won't because he's making money. Yeah. And if he's not making money and he doesn't want to spend money, I think fans would would say to sell it. And I don't think that just means the Cardinals fans. I think in in any of the teams, like the Pirates. If you're not making money, I assume those fans would say, please sell the team to someone that actually right. wants to make money, uh, that actually wants to have a good team, because you're making money. Even in those crappy markets, you're still making money. I've been to a Pittsburgh game, and it's been sold out. It was firework night, but right. it, was, it was sold out. People still got into the gate, and they still spent money. So I don't know. Well, we know now through the COVID season with no fans that they're still making money, and it's off of these TV deals. I right. mean, these TV deals are, are huge. Right. The playoff, huge. The playoff now... Expanded we get into playoffs, that. Expanded 12, playoff. 12 teams now. So you get into that, and then I think it's $85 million from ESPN for the playoffs alone. $85 million per year. They just got a $110 million deal with Apple TV as Apple well. Apple TV. So, let's, so $195 million in new TV money yep. each year. I don't know, is the Apple TV each year, or is that a total package? I believe... I believe that's each year. Okay, and so... that's just for, like, Friday night games or right, something. Right, and I know, the, I know for sure the... the um, the playoff one with ESPN is each year. And I think the CBA is probably a five-year deal, right? I haven't seen how many years they, they've done it for. Yeah, I, the CBA is always five, five years. Okay. So, so it's for the next five years. Thank God. At least right. we won't have to go through this for five more years. So five years at $85 million, and then five years for Apple TV probably for $100 million. I mean, 
who gets that money? The MLB is getting that money, or they're spreading that through the teams as well? Oh, that's spreading to the teams, I'm pretty sure. Right. So I saw one thing was that the Pirates spent the $65 million. The one chunk of money they will get through those two deals will pay their entire last year's salary of the team. Nuts. That's absolutely crazy. So if you're a Pirates fan, you got to be like, are you serious? You, yeah. It's free. This was gifted money based on these TV deals. You've spent no money. Unless you're operating at a negative, you're making money, right? Unless yeah. you're, But how can you operate at a negative if everything else is just giving you and pay for your entire payroll? Yeah. You're, you're sitting at a net, net positive right there. I don't know. It's crazy. It, it, I mean, that just blows my mind. And I think that's something now that, that we realize, you know, fans are a little bit wiser with the age of social media. We've got, we've got all this, you know, all this info right on hand, all these reporters right on hand. This isn't 1994. And I think that, I think the owners saw that, man. I think this they time used around. it. Well, they used it, but I think they also saw after last week, okay, like our, these PR stunts we're pulling right now might have worked in the late 90s, which, by the way, Manfred was a part of helping negotiate those, but they but don't work anymore. I think it did anymore. work. I think it did work initially. The first night, now I, you know, this is all blended Not together. Last week, everyone was pissed at them last week. But the one that started, you know, but it started and they thought, oh, a deal was coming and they were putting all that out, that a deal right. was close. And then at 2 a.m. there was no deal. Everyone went, wait, this was a PR stunt. Right. This was this was them making the players look bad. And I think the, the fans understood that. But I think last night... It, what, fl- it flipped, it flipped a bit last night, yeah, because they were they were using it to their advantage this time instead of using it against them. So I think that they they understand that part. But but the, let's go back to the twelve team playoff part. The twelve team playoffs. I'm not a fan of expanded playoffs. Uh, I definitely did not want fourteen. Thank God it's not fourteen. Yeah, because that makes almost half the league get in. We're talking about NBA level of of mediocrity where it doesn't matter what you do. Oh yeah, I think they. I saw some tweet. If there would have been fourteen teams this year, there would have been like. Three or four that had losing records, well, five hundred records or something. Well, the Reds would have got in last year at the twelve team, right? And so, I mean that. I mean that tells you where that is if the Reds are making the playoffs. But um, so twelve team playoff. Um, break it down. It's the it's three three game series to start off, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find that here right now. Um, I was reading it earlier and I've lost the tweet. Let's see here if I can find it. Um. Yeah, I've misplaced it right now. It's something about seeding. So I do know that there's no longer going to be game 163s. There's not going to be any tiebreaker games. They're going to do tiebreaker seeding kind of like NFL does. It's going to be, you know, I think probably record, head, uh, head-to-head record, some sort of tiebreaker like that. There's not going to be an actual game anymore for that. Um, I'm trying to find here the format, though. I know that the wildcard games, those wildcard series are going to be three-game series now. So, the, but we'll have two division winners that get a buy. Then what happens? And or right? Is that how it's going to go? There's two buys. Yeah, I believe so. Which is, I don't know. To to have a buy in baseball may be not good because <laughs> you talk yeah. about the Cardinals. When you know the, the good teams we had didn't win, but the the ones that weren't great were the wild card teams that played right away and then right. just kept on winning. So um, I, that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, and then, but then to be a division winner. And not get a buy is also strange. My fear is that they're trying to get to a point where there are two divisions, like in the NBA. Right. They're going to get to two divisions, two big conferences, two big conferences, and and everyone's going to be break down, broken into that. And then that's why we also have the new thing where they've been talking about this evening of of who every team is playing, more of a balanced schedule. 
I think those two things are coming in together to be more like an NBA schedule and have less divisions and just a you know the top the top six and they wanted to get to top seven. Yeah, they of want each like team. they want like true seedings. And I, I finally yeah. found it here. This is from Travis Sochik. I followed him some throughout the MLB stuff. He's an MLB writer with the score. So shout out to him. He had a lot of good info this week. But uh, new 12-team playoff format. Top two division winners get buys. Players proposed number one seed enjoy a reseed advantage after wild card round, but the MLB rejected that. So wild card round is best of three with none of those ghost wins. Yeah, I think that was Scherzer weird. proposed a yeah. ghost win. It's like, why, why, one, why, I mean, who would agree to that? Anyways, but why would the owners, right? That's one That's one, one other less game. playoff game. Yeah, yeah, they don't have on national TV, so that was never going to happen. I'm sure that ESPN was like, no, 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 don't let them do that. Yeah, please. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, I mean, with that, with that format, I actually don't mind because now it's not just good enough to be your division winner. It's not, like, the Cardinals, it's not good enough to be the division winner. You need to be gunning for the best record that you can get. Like the highest I mean, in terms of if, if you want if you want to buy, the top two division winners get buys. Right. But I look at that the same way and also say, eh, we can be five hundred or sub five hundred and still make the playoffs. I look at it both yeah. both ways. Like the teams that don't like to spend money, a la the Cardinals, people like right. to say it's not the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not a top spender in the in the league. They no. are a middle of the road to the upper middle. You know, they're not top five. I don't. I think they sit more in the ten to fifteen range. Right, which just drives me nuts because we're top five in attendance every right. year. Right, and and Bill DeWitt, I think, is the fifth richest owner in all of baseball. Right. But I, besides the point, right, yeah. besides the point. But I think that's the big part of it. Is is they're, um, I forgot exactly what I was going to say about it. But like, they're they're not they're not. It's not worried about it. They can spend less money. They can sign guys for cheaper amounts and be able to get to the 500 level mark and still make the playoffs. Right. That's what Bill DeWitt cares about. It's probably his dream. Yeah. Honestly. It's 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 and, the cardinal way of yeah. how he's spent money over the last well, how many years. And ever since 2011 they've just preached just get in, right? Just get in and like we, we have just we gotten did, in. We did that to ourselves though. Yeah. Because well, 06 team and we the, did. in the 06 team and the 2011 team, it meant we just got get spoiled in. by those two teams. Those those teams, those two teams had no business. 2019, being in the we had no business being in the NLCS, no. and no. obviously Washington showed us we had no business. Being 2020, in. even in the COVID season, we had no right. business being in with all the double headers and anything. We just but we think just of snuck that. in. The St. Louis Cardinals should never miss another playoffs ever. No, they really shouldn't. It literally, like I mean, we've maybe, had what two two losing records in the last 20, 15, 20, 20 seasons, or right? Something? So. I mean, maybe that's pompous of me as a Cardinals fan to think that. Right. But we're spoiled. Too, we're though. spoiled. I get it. But if we've had two losing seasons in 20 years and 500-ish teams are going to get in the playoffs. There's no reason. There's should miss zero it. reason to ever miss the playoffs again. And that, it's going to get expanded again. Once they allow two more teams to get in, which is going to happen into the MLB, they're going to add two more teams to the playoff system. I wonder if that will happen during this next five, five years. years of the CBA or they'll try to try to get that in. You know, for, I, to the next CBA. Yeah, you know, I think it'll be close. Yeah. I think five years is a really close mark for two new teams. What are we thinking, Nashville and Vegas? I think Nashville's a terrible idea, personally. <laughs> I really do. I, I saw that there's they're thinking about Nashville for some reason. And, no, I love Nashville itself. Oh, I, same I, here. Same I always here. thought Not I was hating gonna, on Nashville. Yeah, I grew up in Southern Indiana. I thought I was always moving to Nashville. <laughs> like I had my girlfriend at the time. Like that's where we wanted to be was Nashville. Yeah. We want. We thought we were moving south. We never thought we'd move any further north than where we were. 
but I think it's just weird placement for obviously Cardinals are in Memphis, um, you know, fans, lots of fans in that area, lots, of, and then Braves fans are a lot in the other parts of Tennessee. Oh, yeah. yeah, I grew up in, in the Tennessee area. I mean, it's it's Braves and Cardinals country right. pretty much. So it doesn't add up to me to throw a heavy fan base already that's there in the middle of it. It doesn't to me. It doesn't right. make sense. It, to me, you need to find a place that's more of a, a gray area and I'm, like I, a Vegas. Yes, maybe. I think Vegas makes tons of sense. I I go to Vegas. I before pan, pandemic stuff, I went to Vegas every single year for a long stretch, uh, usually during March Madness, usually you know different times with friends. I will go, like, the, I'm a Colts fan. The Colts are playing there next year. I'm thinking about booking a trip to go watch the Colts and then also have my Vegas trip at the same time. Right. So the Cardinals travel to Vegas to play baseball? Yeah, I'll book a trip around that. Oh, yeah. That'd be a that'd be a. Great it sounds time. like a terrible idea and a good idea at the same time. <laughs> my wife would probably disagree if it's a good idea Your or not. bank account right. would disagree. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I mean, so Vegas makes sense to me. Uh, I don't like Nashville, but. I don't know what what else you have besides Nashville and Vegas. What other? I mean, I, I, I saw no Portland. I've seen. Uh, I don't know anything about Portland. I've right? seen Montreal added back. I think they got to figure like out Tampa. That. I think they got to figure out Tampa first. Um, yeah, they've got. I mean, it doesn't sound like you know Tampa's gonna gonna go anywhere. And if that's the case, they're gonna have to get a new stadium or something, which I don't think they need. They just there's just so many other things to do. In Florida, and I think that part of the issue is Tampa. I've got a friend that lives in Tampa, and he was saying, like, you know, the stadium's not ra- actually in Tampa. Yeah, so it's like it's hard to get to. Right. So I have friends there as well, and they say, uh, uh, I'm going to say it it's wrong. Very out of the way. But I'm going to say it wrong. Ybor, Ibor, Ebor, something city like that. is where everything is, but that's where the new proposed stadium right. is. That would work for them. That might help. Will, but will it work? Yeah. If it doesn't work there, well, you're not going to find out for 20 more years right. and to take it away. But if they can't make it work there where they say everyone is and all the things to do are, then you got to move elsewhere. But that's going to be another 20 years if they get a stadium built. 30 years, probably. Right. So I mean, I think you got to figure that out. But I think Vegas makes sense. Um, I don't know what else really makes sense, to be honest. Uh, I think the Midwest is oversaturated. So I think you got to look, look out that way. Portland, Montreal, other places in Canada... I don't like the idea of Mexico City. I know people put that out there uh, for parts of it as well. Um, but obviously, California is very oversaturated too. So I don't know where I don't know where you put the other team personally. I'm not sure. I'm scrolling here through Twitter. Katie Wu, shout out to Katie Wu, big she, fan. She, she big fan. We're a big fan of Katie Wu. She joined us back when I had COVID, which <laughs> seems like forever ago before Thanksgiving. Um, I told her I thought we were going to sign Steven Matz, and that happened a week later. So shout out to her. She just tweeted. This was 35 minutes ago, so it's probably live now. She tweeted that Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak, will speak to the media in about 15 minutes. So This evening. Yeah. So, well, that's, so we're, that's probably happening now with him. I don't think it's going to be live streamed or anything like that. He's just you know, meeting with the media. Because so. he's now allowed to. Yes. So the, and I know Gould put out a tweet not long after everything was finalized that – the Cardinals are going to be immediately shopping for yeah. a reliever. So that's the kind of the big next big thing we can get into, right? Like free agency's back. The owners have voted 30 to zero to ratify this thing. It's official. It's done. So free agency is officially open again. Have they signed? I know they have to sign the team, the, the, the players side and the, they have to sign a resolution. I read, right. They have. And then, then that's when it's literally able to, to go Find your spots, right? Right. So the question is, so we're going to find out who's what uh, are the Cardinals going to do? Yes, that, and we're going to find out by how quickly these players sign. Who who really was you know not talking to right. the players during this time? Right. You, well, th- you think 
the Yankees actually have have not been talking to Freddie Freeman all this time. Well, well yeah, I kept on seeing all the new <laughs> Freddie news every week. Yeah, how is their new Freddie news and no one's talking to each other? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, He's the first domino I think is going to fall. You think immediately, really fast? I think the Yankees are going to jump on him real fast, man. If they really want him, but doesn't they, he doesn't he want a bidding war at this point? Well, well, that that might be another part of it that makes it slower. I mean, he probably does, and I do I do think that Freddie, it, I, it's it's. You know, I joked because I've got a lot of Braves fans. I said, "Yeah, you guys get to go through your Albert Pujols moment. This is this is what that is, right?" But it's really not. I mean, I, I mess with them. It's it's a different. I think it's a little bit different situation. I don't think Freddie's as offended. And Freddie as, doesn't have ten more years of playing either. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I I don't think he's as offended as Pujols was. I mean, yeah, he wanted a deal done last spring too. But I mean, he I, I do think he wants to stay in Atlanta. So I think. I do think it'll be something that if you know the Yankees offer him a big tr- contract, I do think he'll give the Braves an opportunity to you know match that. But I think Albert did the same thing though with us, didn't he? Yeah, and we were like, no, yeah. that's too much. Well, if you remember back to Albert, that the Marlins were the one with the biggest offer, right? It was bigger than the Cubs were involved in there too. They were, but the I think I want to say they was like three hundred fifty million from Marlins. Yeah, it was crazy, and he just didn't want. He just knew that he wouldn't be there. He just they knew would suck for forever. He just knew that they would <laughs> they would try for a, a little pocket of years and right. then, and then dump it. Um, you know, and obviously with Jeter getting out of the Marlins, he believes that too. I I have a, some uh, Don Manley connection, so at some point I'm gonna try and get him on the show if we can try and get that to make that That'd happen. Be fantastic. Yeah. But I think that's he has a, a cush job to be able because they don't expect to win. Uh, but they have Sandy Alcantara. I would love to have him back. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> Hindsight on that trade, right? Like, Terrible. Like looking back now, it's like, oh man, our rotation looks so nice with him in it right now. Oh gosh, we yes, much better. I mean, yes, that that was a terrible trade. Looking back at how how abysmal that ended up. But let's talk about what we can do forward. We're, we have about we're gonna go about five more minutes or so. So let's talk about yeah where we think make some free agent free agent moves free agent. Signings, trades are still obviously possible here in this in this window until we start. Um, I will say I'm very excited that the Cardinals' home opener will be actually opening day. I go to opening day every year. I have for the last, oh, I will say, 12 to 15 years. I've gone every single year uh, except COVID year, obviously. But I did go last year with the the soft opening, and I and it's never opening day, opening day for the Cardinals. It's always the week later. So I'm really excited that the actual opening day will actually be in St. Louis, uh, which is cool. But who will be joining the Cardinals on opening day? What new guys? Uh, you have any? You said you, you uh, had Steven Matz before it actually happened. So who do you think is going to be uh, donning the birds on the bat? Well, I could tell you who I hope, right? <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, I still hope it's Trevor's story. I don't yeah. think it's going to be. I did put out, I did put out a poll on our Twitter right before we went live, and it's only got like thirty-five votes now. But um, right now, I, so I put out a poll: Who should the Cardinals sign as soon as free agency opens back up tonight? Trevor Story, Kyle Schwarber, Joe Kelly, Carlos Correa through at the end, right? <laughs> Just for fun, it's not going to happen. Well, they should. They should. Right. But Kyle Schwarber. Well, so how was how was the how was the question labeled again? Who should the Cardinals sign? Sh- who should they sign? Now, see, that's- so, Pete, so everyone should be voting right, Carlos Correa. Let, right. Let's be honest. Let's here. be honest. But the leading vote getter right now is actually Kyle Schwarber, and second is Joe Kelly. I think, obviously, most realistic of those four, those four based on what's been reported by Gould and them shopping relievers, it's probably going to be Joe Kelly. And I don't hate that at all. Look, I mean, Joe Kelly had a couple of down years a, a few years ago, had a little bit of injuries, started off with an injury last year. But when he came back, it was lights out. 
for the Dodgers, man, and was still throwing 98, 99, 100. So he's a guy for me, if they get on a one or two year deal, I would have no problem with that at all. No problem with Joe Kelly at all. I mean, I'm a big fan of Joe Kelly. I've always liked the person, Joe Kelly, and I've liked his attitude about things. Now, for me to be excited about it is I'm indifferent. I mean, like, not much excitement there. I feel like you can get a reliever cheaply and no one's ever heard of him and turns into a great pitcher. A la TJ McFarland. Yep. Right? I never heard of him before. Luis Garcia. And then, he, yeah, and they, they're great. So to me, like, yeah, spinning peanuts, you can still get one and, and luck into them. But what you should do, we talked about this, you know, in the middle of this, this lockout, how much more a, a strong shortstop lengthens this lineup. Would change the game, man. And we just talked about the CBD, the CBT threshold going different up to CBD, but yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> CBT threshold going up to two hundred thirty million. And look, the Cardinals were never even touching it when it was at two ten. I think their their payroll, Dewitt's always said, like in this season, he said it was would still stay around one eighty, yeah. or something. If he would just bump that up, we were talking a little bit about this before we went on. If he would just bump that up to like two hundred, two ten. Right, it's two thirty now for the threshold, so you're not getting tax a luxury right. tax unless you're past two thirty. Could easily add Trevor Story, and I think if you really want to step on the throat of the division, right? Like we, what I had, I had bookmarked on my page some of the uh, who was it the Pakota projections that came out yeah. the end of February. Five hundred team, right? No, they had they have the Cardinals projected to finish 77 and 85 oh, under 500. 77 85, third in the NL Central and the Brewers first at 97 wins. And who's second? Um I don't have that here on my tweet. I, I mean, think it, the Reds, the Cubs. I think it's the Reds. I think they had the Reds second. Right. To us with like barely over barely well, over 500. Look, I I I'm a business owner myself. So I think of it, part of this as a business right move. And you want to get fans excited, right? And you want to draw them back in. That's say, my point. If you've really got fans who are pissed off, like mm. I'm not coming to games, yes. which let's be honest, the diehard fan, like you and I are going, we're going, we're, we're be going, there. I've but already got tickets that are bought. We're not the ones that matter. Yes. If you want to get fans excited again, go sign Trevor story. Like, like go sign a legit shortstop. That's ready to go. Don't, don't give me this, you know, similar Matt Carpenter. Like he's looking good. He's in the best shape of his life. Like, Paul DeYoung's been working right. on his swing all offseason. Like, great. If DeYoung's a starting shortstop and they don't sign Trevor Story, of course, we will be rooting for Paul DeYoung to have a bounce back, and then maybe they can trade him at the trade deadline. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, do something exciting. Right. Now, I think over the last 10 years, since last World Series appearance, 2013, I've seen a decline in fandom of just excitement in the ballpark. Right. Less fans, you know, a normal game that would get almost sold out now is less, or a game that would normally be sold out is not as sold out. Opening day, will it be sold out? Yes. Will opening weekend get sold out? Yes, I'm sure that it will. But we're, we're talking about in July, when it's 110 degrees in St. Louis, are people going to show up? And and how do you do that? you got to create 2021, they didn't. Right. Exactly. Now, granted, you know, July they were coming off the worst June in the history of the franchise. Right. But so there wasn't people, much There wasn't to people go. there. It took a 17-game winning streak yeah. to get the fans hyped up again. But you know, I, you were there part of it in the yeah. in the at the home part of it, right? In right. Uh, yeah. the 2011 night. Was it sold out? It I think it was that yeah, night. Because there the was 40,000. It, it was the 2011 It was a 2011 reunion. Yeah. Um that game I believe was the 7th Seventh in a row win mm-hmm. of the win streak. Tyler O'Neill hit that big two run yeah. home run late in the game after getting punched out on. I just remember it vividly. Don't get don't get kicked out. That's what I was yeah because yeah. he got punched out on some calls that were terrible. But hey, Robo Umps might be coming next year. 
I thought they said no to. I thought it said no. I till saw twenty twenty four. I thought that we readdress. I thought, but maybe it's twenty twenty four. But uh, but they're still. I I know that that is going to be implemented in in the minors and AAA yeah. this year. And so I, I'm whatever. I, we'll see how it goes. Uh, if it's the same strike zone for everybody, I don't have a problem with it. Well, so I'll briefly say this. I'm okay with the robo ump. I'm I'm a baseball purist. Right. And I love the main game of baseball. And I know we disagree on this. I would rather see the robo ump than I would the DH. And now we have the DH oh, as no. a full time thing for the NL, which again, I I'm love a, it. I know. I'm a, I'm Go a, sign a DH. Yeah. Do that. Go sign Nelson That's Cruz. my point. So what are we going to do Kyle now Schwarber. for a DH? We had that spot now. Are we going to actually move? Are we going to do something or is it Yepes? We, we've talked about this. I don't think, I don't think that they will unless they, they get like a deal that they think is really cheap, really good. If they, if they want to, you know, sign Nelson Cruz to a one year, 12, 13, 14 million deal as a stopgap. Do you to think? Not, you th- I, mean, I don't think, I think they think could that, get him. I think I don't he think could get more. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think they'll pay him that much. I don't think they'd be willing to pay him that no, much. Not with you. I think they want to give Yepes a shot, especially after seeing, you know, Randy Rosarena go away, Adolis Garcia, guys like this. I think they'll stick with Juan Yepes. And look, I mean, he seems exciting. The guy's turning 24. Like he's had his breakout year. Like, why not give him the chance? But actually roll with him. I don't want to see him give up on him after 10 games because he has a, you know, like Schilt did with the Rosarena. They called him up, and then he never gave him a shot. Never played him. Well, so if you think Yepes is going to be the DH. and you'd... With Newt Bar probably some two in there. Sure, but that means we don't believe they're actually going to sign a shortstop. No, so, I wish they would. So no. you, you think the Cardinals will sign relievers and maybe a bench guy, and that's it. Yeah, I think they hope for a bounce so back from DeYoung. Does that get people excited? Does that get people? It does get, that get butts in the seats? It doesn't get me excited. No. So we're talking about this long lockout. Oh my gosh, ninety nine days. Yes, the lockout is over. Baseball is back. Here you go, St. Louis Cardinals. We signed Newt Bars yeah. DHing in Game Two of the season. <laughs> would you rather have a lockout? I mean, come on. I would rather. <laughs> I would rather the Cardinals do something. We're talking yeah. about no, having having fifty extra million in uh, luxury tax available that they're never going to spend. Right. Like you just pissed me go, off. Go you do just something. pissed me off. You I just, opened a whole can yeah, of worms. Like that. Just like if Juan Yepes and Paul DeYoung are starting for the St. Louis Cardinals in a month from now, right? Less than a month, right? We're like... April 7th, eight, yeah. yeah. we're less than a month. If they're starting on opening day, oh. They better have had a great spring and it carry over. Great I, spring? We're talking about three weeks of spring. Two and a half. Two maybe. and a half weeks of spring. Yeah. I, look, I think, obviously, I, I'm more excited about Juan Yepes than Paul DeYoung, right? I mean, it's Gorman been, as well. We're not even talk, yeah, so, we haven't even touched that at all. Yeah, but and so that's the other thing. I think, I think if we didn't have Gorman, if he wasn't in the mix... I think that they would be more inclined to sign a Trevor Story. So, so I think what's going to happen, and we've talked about this, I think if Paul DeYoung looks terrible again, look, Tommy Edmond, again, I've talked about this. Guy was a gold glove second baseman. Fantastic. I love him. I think the Cardinals should use him as a Ben Zobers type instead, right? Is that Swiss Army knife? He logged more innings at shortstop than any other position in the minors. Slide him over to shortstop. Bring Gorman up to second base. You've got your lefty power bat. You can, you could, you know, you can DH Gorman some if you want to do that and put, you know, um, um, if DeYoung, if you wanted to slot him in back at shortstop or Sosa, give Sosa some, some time at shortstop. But I think that's what they're going to do. I think, I think because of Gorman, they're going to do that. Okay. But do you think if there was not 12 teams playoff, they'd be trying a little harder? 
Maybe yeah. Yeah, that's what. And that's, that's, that's my the point. Bummer. That's, that's the bummer point. about more playoff teams. Yeah, more playoff teams means they don't have to try as hard. They don't have to go sign a Kyle Schwarber. They don't have to go tr- nope. sh- sign a Correa, a story, because they're still going to make the playoffs. They're going to have more home playoff games. They would have been playing at, at this format. They played at last home. year. They would have been yeah. They would have been what a four or five seed, right. and they would have been playing at home in a three game series. Right. Coming off a seventeen game win, yeah. winning streak, and they would have hosted. Yep. Yeah. That's the fear that I have. That the and that's got to be what Dewitt's thinking. And that's ter- that just that just irks me. Like yeah. we're I'm all right there with you. I'm I get it. So excited. I'm, I'm, overall, I'm just so happy baseball. Yeah. Let's just be happy yeah. that baseball. But then is you just back, open Ryan. up a wound that now I'm realizing <laughs> that I'm still just going to be hurt. Thirty games haven't even started yet. Let's just like be today happy. was great. I'm watching the. You need to crack uh, open I, another high. I'm I'm through this one almost, but <laughs> I'm you know I'm watching the Indiana Hoosiers. Down 17 points. I'm like, today. Your sucked. Colts made a big trade. Oh, what big trade? It was, I don't know if it's a big trade or not. We'll find out how what happens. Who's, <laughs> Who's going to be quarterback? The Colts have no quarterback. The Indiana Hoosiers are losing by 17, and there's an MLB lockout going on. Oh, and the tickets I bought today for the Big Ten tournament were fake through StubHub. So oh, it, was, no. uh, it was going great. I'm That's like, a big, you had a roller coaster. Uh, a little bit. And then they gave me the, all the money back for the StubHub tickets, got in there for free. The Hoosiers come all the way back from 17 down to beat. Michigan to eliminate it, and then you're blowing me up while I'm there, and I can't even keep track that we're about to have baseball, and now baseball's back. And then you get me all excited, and now you're bringing me back down because the, <laughs> DeWitts, the DeWitts are not going to spend any money. There's not going to be... Let's they're not going to sign any for DH. They're not going to sign a shortstop. Let's just dream and hope that we're wrong. Now we're going to end this on a, on a down note. Do you have anything positive to add? Because now we're, we're over um, what we wanted to go, but... Skip Schumacher tweeted a picture of the Clydesdales. <laughs> So that's exciting. I'll, I'll end with this for my my part. <laughs> my wife, she's not, she's been she always wanted to go to opening day. Her first opening day was supposed to be twenty twenty, oh, and and then there whoops. was there was no opening day. Then ne- last year we went to opening day, and it was a fiasco opening day because of the COVID stuff. Like she wanted to get food, and everything was touch screen, and everything was hard to get food. And all she wanted was to go to opening day and see the Clydesdales. We didn't get to see the Clydesdales because we missed the start because of oh, because no. of everything. Else. And then she's like, "Now this year there's a lockout, and I'm I'm just not meant to see opening day," is what her thought is. And then now, so hopefully, everything goes smoothly. And on, did you guys you guys had tickets to a game already, right? What, home opener? Yeah, we're, we're gonna yeah we'll be at April seventh. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, I so checked, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I try checked. not to miss the Clydesdales this time, so, so I don't early. get a divorce. Well, yes. I'm always two hours early. I'm I'm there as soon as the gates get, open. Get in the seat. Get your seats early. Get yeah. your seats early. No kidding. I, I checked right before I came. By the way, my April 9th tickets reappeared back on my app. See, so See? we're good. See, there's your positive. Yeah, so that's happy. We're on a happy note here. Happy note. Baseball's well, look, coming in less than a month. Yes, and we're going to obviously be having a lot more episodes now. <laughs> there's actually things to talk about. And next Tuesday, actually, Kyle Reese. With Birds on the Blacks going to be joining us to talk about the minor leagues, the prospects, all those top guys. We'll probably talk a lot of Juan Yepes, a lot of Nolan Gorman. Jordan Walker is hitting tanks already at camp. So if you don't follow, follow Kyle on uh, Twitter, Kyler, uh, KyleR416 on Twitter, he's great. You need to follow him if you want to know anything about prospects. I mean, he's covering that great. So he's going to be joining us next week, so that's going to be a really fun episode. Yeah, I don't know if he gets paid to do that at all, but he does it better than he anyone. Should. He should. Yeah. He does it better than any other writer or anyone that I've ever seen that does it out there. Yeah, his 
uh, Dirty 30. Uh, Cardinals GIFs teams up with him on that, which is another great follow during the season. Um, yeah, they're fantastic. So we're excited to have him on, and he's a, he's a colorful character, so it'll be fun to talk uh, minor league Cardinals prospects with him. Yeah, and look forward to our new DHs from the minors that he'll tell us all about. Yep. <laughs> all right, be sure to follow us on Twitter at That's A Winner Pod. I am Ryan, and uh, my Twitter is Jinx3086, I do believe. What about you? Brown 116 Give me a follow. And thanks for watching us live on Twitter. We're going to try this out more, too. Yeah, so. I, you know, it was just a test run. Uh, we'll try and yeah. maybe uh, get some better audio. We'll see audio. how it sounded. Yeah, get some better audio going. But um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll try and get you soon next week, hopefully. See you.